minus three with Dave Damashek. Oh my God, what a weekend it was. Pro football, college football. Hi and hello and welcome to minus three, everybody. Eddie Spaghetti there behind the glass. He's feeling good-ish. His Irish out of the top 25, but the big news for him, the New York Giants. Come back in Nashville, Tennessee to win that one. Breaking my heart. I thought I was uh, on the path to a gangbusters wagering NFL week one, but the Titans uh, blew that. Uh, I, I laid the five and a half for Tennessee and the late rally by Danny Dimes and company dashed that. Um, the total in Los Angeles, I was sure Vegas and the Chargers would go over 52. I was wrong there. Otherwise, though, four and two on the day and uh, five and three on the week going into the Monday night game at the time of this recording. I am a bullish on the Broncos going up there. Russ Wilson is going to put it on Pete Carroll and company there. We'll see. And that will determine uh, my rate of success in week one. Eddie Spaghetti, how are you doing there? You must be feeling good about the Giants. In just a second, we're going to bring in Jeff Schwartz, who's also feeling good after his Kansas City Chiefs uh, really destroyed the the Cardinals, Kyler and company. More study hall in store in between weeks one and two for number one there. Spaghetti, how you feeling? Pretty high on the, on your gents, especially with the Cowboys and Dak Prescott going down. I know the Eagles look mighty up in Detroit, but do you suddenly feel like the division's in play? I think it, it could be. I mean, again, I was never high on the Eagles, and I think they gave up a, a, a crap ton of points to the Detroit Lions. And, you know, mm-hmm. depending on what you feel about the Lions, you know, like, yeah, they should be improving their Dan Campbell. They're still yeah, the Lions. They still have that stink on them. They still have Jared Goff, a quarterback, and the Eagles' defense gave up a ton of points. Uh, so I'm, I'm not, you know, impressed by the Eagles' victory there. Um, I do think D.C., you know, the commanders kind of shocked me in there when Carson Wentz didn't look too bad at all. But, yeah, the Dak injury, and I was high on the Cowboys. That's huge for the Giants. Um, but in you know, in terms of the Giants, it's probably the best feeling or the best victory they've had since 2016, the last year they were in the playoffs. And yes, I know the Giants have won games before. That was that weird game they won in Seattle versus the Seahawks with Russ Wilson, I think with Colt McCoy at quarterback. And you know, they did beat Tampa a few years back. But this is the first time they're winning a game the beginning of the season where you're like, there's still hope. There's still uh, the whole entire season to play. And the schedule is pretty favorable. Obviously, week two versus the Panthers. You have week three versus the Cowboys now with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Week four, yeah, that's the Bears. See, that's what happens. Easy. That's the thing with the like the like, and then in week three, I will put a W next. And like I, injuries happen, so yes. it, it really is foolish that. And I, you know, I do it in, in August, but when people are doing that in April when the schedule comes out, it's like, what the hell are you wasting my time for? We only have so much time here on the Big Blue Mar, but we 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 needn't waste it with the counting up wins and losses um, in springtime. But yes, and you know. The, speaking of injuries, I, I don't want to get hyperbolic. Great win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I guess no one should be stunned. We saw it in week one against a high-end AFC team in their home joint against the Buffalo Bills a season ago. Pretty much a, a carbon copy with some more shenanigans, especially at the end of regulation. A blocked extra point for the win and you if you're a bungles fan you can be upset because the refs blew a touchdown jamar chase clearly crossed the goal line with uh two plus minutes left in the game and they didn't give it to him and they end up uh getting nothing there but then they still take that way you saw the game um but minka fitzpatrick with a with a pick six to start the game and then a blocks extra point uh great start to his defensive player of the year um uh candidacy 
But T.J. Watt, the presumed, or, or the reigning, I should say, um, defensive player of the year and a presumed contender for the award again this year, not looking good. We don't, we don't know at the time of this recording his torn pec, but that's probably going to dash things. I have the Jenga theory, which is that if you remove the wrong piece from the equation, the whole thing can implode. Boy, it sure feels that way. Non-QB um, level of these discussions. I don't know, Aaron Donald for the Rams, um, you know, Travis Kelsey maybe for the Chiefs. I don't know. It's a pretty short list of names out there, Eddie Spaghetti. I'm sad to say um, with uh, with more significant pieces, individuals on one team and how the, the team projects to go without that piece in there. How say you? Do you, I mean, is there any name you can think of Jenga piece-wise more significant than T.J. Watt going out? I feel like they definitely is uh, for your team. Yes, I mean around the league, uh, I feel like the Vikings without Justin Jefferson may be tough. Yeah, I think he actually one. he could yep. be in the MVP race for just how explosive he is. I think he's just always open, which I don't get. He's and he's always open for a lot of yards. Every completion him, I feel like is like twenty plus. He's not catching like you know five, uh, six, seven yard routes. He's making big impact plays, so he's probably one up there. Um, and, you know, I, I guess, I mean, maybe for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, but, um, you know, TJ Watt's definitely like that, the top five of, uh, because, the, you know, the Steelers obviously have their deficiencies, but without him, uh, he can kind of mask that. And uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to have some really good offensive quarterback play. I'm not sure if Mitch Trubisky could do that. I already saw some people call, even in a victory, calling for Kenny Pickett. So oh, it's, it's going to be a rough one. What a disgrace. People, I mean, people, uh, the Steelers uh, social media going wild during the game that the Steelers are winning at the reigning AFC champs. And people are saying, you got to put Pickett in, Dave. You got to you gotta yank Trubisky. This is no, they're like, yeah, yeah, Mike Tomlin's going to yank the quarterback who is holding the league on the road in a divisional game right now to put the rookie in there. That's gonna, that's definitely going to happen. I don't, I, I would not be stunned to see Kenny Pickett as soon as week two if things are going poorly. Um, but you, you obviously aren't going to yank the guy um, when, when he when your team is in the lead. That was a, a little severe, but yeah, bummer news there with uh, with that and bummer news, of course, that uh, I had a, extra time to focus in on pro football because my fantasy team wasn't playing. If you missed that, uh, this is a, it's a new world order. I have more time to focus on other things. I might, I might, uh, undertake a life of, uh, of maybe I'll become an outdoorsman. You know, I don't know. I don't have to bother with fantasy football since uh, John Hamm kicked me out of our fantasy league last week. But you know what? I'm, I'm not going to get down about that. I'm excited that football's back. And let's uh, let's get into it, shall we, with uh, some week one review and projecting ahead to an already super juicy week two matchup in the mighty AFC West. Let's talk to our guy, Jeff Short, shall we? All right, let's bring him in. ASA and P, we having a moment to waste here. You know him from Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you and all his fine work on satellite radio on fox sports fs1 and beyond he's mitchell schwartz's brother it's jeff schwartz how was your week one pally it was good i feel like all three of us me you and spaghetti had great weekends in the nfl now you your team tried to lose the game many times spaghetti's team came back at the end and my team dave as i have said for months now the chiefs are back baby Never left, just as good. Thursday night football is going to be great. But I think all three of us are happy this week. I mean, Eddie's college team, shh, let's not talk about that. 
was pro team. His pro team. About my college team too. But yes, I do want to talk about your big game. We, like I say, we can already jump immediately to Thursday night football, but we do have some things to say. I mean, listen, my, you know, I don't, at the time of this recording, we don't know the state of TJ Watts. Oh, uh, he's not Pecker playing this almost. weekend. Well, I don't think he's going to play this weekend. When, when he walks off the field what, and says, I tore my peck, like immediately. I mean, he's a smart cat. He knows what he did. He tore his peck in a very savage way, though, because he took Lyle Collins and threw Lyle Collins. I mean, come on, man. And I'll tell you what, that's maybe the biggest loss of any non-quarterback in the NFL because that that pass rush looked completely different after he left the game. I mean, Burrow stopped getting hit, essentially, after that, and he's such an important player. So hopefully he can play through it. It feels difficult, that position, but – um, you know, we'll probably know more in the next couple of weeks if you can do that. Well, that's exactly right. You know, uh, the Jenga theory that I have that if you remove the wrong piece, obviously every team is going to have injuries in the 21st century. But if you remove the wrong piece, the whole thing can implode. And that was the question I was going to ask you. Is there non-QB a bigger Jenga piece to lose for any pro football team than T.J. Watt from the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a team that, you, as you could see, if you watched on Sunday here in the QB League, they have decided for another season, clearly, based on the pieces that they have, that they're going to try to dominate defensively. So if you take away the best piece, that could cause the whole thing to, to go down the tubes, right? Am I, am I yeah, overreacting it's, it's here? Not, no, no, you're not, because the offense was really bad. There were some bad offenses yesterday. Um, and the Steelers were one were one of them. They it's and like it's it's almost like they don't even try. Like I, it looked like the offense from last year. It looked like they're just like <clears throat> hoping that things work for the best. Sometimes um, Trubisky can run like use his legs, yeah, like, get him on a I, move, like 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 just just either run the ball, drop back thought. pass. Feels silly to me. Like get him on the move, man. You know RPO, which is funny because. If you talk to people in Chicago that played with Trubisky, and I've talked to some of the Bears offensive linemen over the years about this, they say that he has the talent to do some things well, but you have to make the offense for him, right? Again, it's the RPO offense, right? You, you, you give him one or two reads, you get the ball quickly, you use his legs. It feels like the Steelers just inserted him into Big Ben's offense when he's not that player. And... um Especially with your offensive line, like RPOs, man, that's great for your offensive line. Like move the pocket stuff, play action pass, get them on the edge. And it feels like they didn't do any of that against the Bengals. And they just kind of held on for for dear life. And when you they were Dave, you know how close you were, guys, to a stat? How many teams in NFL history have lost lost being plus five in turnover margin? Never believe me, <laughs> believe me. The thought the, the thought occurred to me on more than one occasion there and, and talk about history. I wonder how many times, especially in 10 minute overtimes, but 15 minutes too, how many times were there two missed field goals and then a made field goal? Um, in, in the extra frame, it re, uh, that also I think probably would have to be up there. That couldn't be more than three field goal attempts in an overtime period. But yeah, I, I I hear your noise, and that's exactly what I was thinking as I was watching. If you watch the very first possession, it was all of three plays. You did get a sense of like, oh, this is this is going to be different looking this year. They're going to move, as you say, move the pocket around. They're going to get Trubisky out of the pocket and move in two, and then they did just more or less abandon it. Or I don't know. <laughs> If that was a Trubisky choice some of the time that he he, he didn't take off and, and use the legs a little bit more. But yeah, if, if 90's out for the Steelers, there's officially a, a ceiling 
imposed on them about yeah. how far they can go. But I will say, because I want to talk about Thursday night football, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and all the rest of it, but where Pittsburgh's concerned, I mean, I, my eyes, but before um, before halftime of the Sunday night uh, boredom that happened down in Big D, I started looking at uh, the week two matchups and the, and the lines on those. Right out of the gate, fishy line. The Patriots, did you see the Patriots on Sunday? They're giving a point to Pittsburgh in Akershire Stadium on Sunday. Does that strike you as a little odd? Who, who are they playing in? Who'd you say? The Patriots. Are playing who? Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I, okay. Here's the thing about week two that we have to do. And I had this problem. Like I was four and one yesterday in my wagers, okay? I, I I'm always good in week one. I have must prepare. The only game I lost was the Panthers, right? Like the Lions did come back to cover late, but that's kind of what their MO is. And I kind of banked on that is what they've done over the years. You have to not react in week two, right? And the Patriots offense is terrible, okay? And they played terrible. The Steelers, basically the, the team we thought they would be. And so, yes, Watt's injury is important, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't change the line very much in my opinion. And so I'm not surprised because I think both teams are pretty much close to even, right? They're defensive-minded teams. They kind of hope the quarterback doesn't screw up. And so they're very even. So I'm not surprised the line is kind of where it is for that reason. It, it Well, like, I, like, I, like, I, I know the like home the field advantage with, is like, no longer actually minus NFL, three. Correct. Right, but st- – that's different, though, than the the road team that looked atrocious in South Beach getting, uh, you know, laying a point, right? I mean, but, uh, it, I don't want to fixate on it, but it does make me want to, I wouldn't for spiritual reasons bet against the Steelers, but it's fishy enough that it makes me think I got to take the Patriots because you know that there's going to be a lot of loot on the Steelers side of that when people take drink that in right um yeah dude week two for me is the hardest week of the year because again like the overreaction part of this is like okay how much has Watt really moved the line not not very much right i feel like both teams again are kind of in the same if you think that home field now is like a point what does that make this line two i mean if this game's in new england what's the line dave two two and a half three you'd be like okay that makes sense so that's why i think it doesn't really I don't think it's that fishy. Um, I would just stay away from this game. I mean, the under the total is what right now? Like, I mean, 41, I, that's a key number. I'd go under that. I mean, no one's going to score in this game. Well, let's talk about, uh, I guess, the main event, or at least uh, midweek. This is pretty good stuff. You have the Chargers and you have the Chiefs, and you and I have talked about this, that the Chargers do in this little mini era, and I do think it's relevant that what happens between the same – key figures on the field against each other that those trends do tend to continue the chargers you know win losses nobody has has uh, done great against the andy reed patrick mahomes chiefs but i think the chargers have given them as as good a run for their money as anybody has over the last two yeah, three years or so um going into this one your chiefs laying three and a half in arrowhead and i yeah. do have to pat you on the back jeff schwartz that 
people were sort of cautiously optimistic that the Chiefs were going to be good. You were steadfast. This is going to be fine for them. I think a big factor is the performance right out of the gate of George Karloftis. You needed to find somebody. I was skeptical that a rookie was going to splash. He did so in August, did again on Sunday. Um, How are you feeling about your KC Chiefs one week in here? So the offense was always going to be good, which I didn't. I'm not surprised by. I mean, losing Trey Smith, the right guard, for a little bit of time might be a concern. I, who knows? Um, the most important thing is what you mentioned. They're just better defensively. Like they're just they're faster on defense. They're younger and they're quicker, and it shows all over the field. They tackle better. They rush the passer better. And this is what the Tyreek Hill trade did, right? It ended up allowing them to draft Karloftis and to get Trent McDuffie, who unfortunately seems he's hurt with a hamstring, probably out Thursday. But he played really well in the 21 snaps he played before he went out. And that's what it does, right? It allowed you to get more depth on this team, and they've drafted well. You have to hit on those draft picks, too. You can't just say that and not hit on your draft picks. Hit on the draft picks, and they've really done a diligent job of rebuilding this team, understanding that Tyreek Hill – was not again. They, they would have paid him twenty five million dollars a year. Like it's not like they they didn't want to keep him, but they, they said, "Look, here's a limit, and work the limit." As far as this week is Thursday night, man. Oh. But, Dave, the Chargers though seem to like always leave me wanting a little bit more, right? Like they be, won this game by five against uh, the Raiders. I, I like, had I, that same vibe, right? And I just when thought they were just were, much better. <laughs> like, I thought they were going to bury him. I thought they were really going to bury the Raiders. Still, 14, and still the Raiders 14, are three. hanging around. Right. I, I, I feel what you're talking about because, you know, I'm hip on the Chargers once again. Yeah. So, yes, I felt, a, I, I felt a little unsatisfied watching that one. Yeah. And, you know, Herbert had Herbert is so good, man. He had some incredible throws. Um, but they just like – they leave me always kind of wanting just a little bit more from their games, right? Like, again, like the Chiefs, I think, had a complete game. Now, they, the Raiders and Cardinals are probably about the same team. I mean, I think both are eight-win teams. Um, but there's just Don't some of the Don't talk bad about Spaghetti Super Bowl pick from the NFC. Yeah. Who? Spaghetti, the, the Cardinals. Dude, do you guys drug test on your program? You, you, you <laughs> might want to start doing that. Um and so the, the thing about Thursday night is like the, the 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 hook, the three and a half do not, I'm not wagering on hooks anymore in my life. So I'm not taking any, I would take the Chargers if you're gambling on that game, in my opinion. Um, but like I, the Chargers, look, there's, it's just to win this game, they're going to need that little bit extra, right? Keenan Allen being out, not going to be helpful for them, right? Um, and so I just, I always, I thought that way last year too. Like there's just something that like that little extra that these great elite teams have the Chargers don't do and I don't know what that reason is Dave um but it feels like the first offense to blink or have an error is going to lose on Thursday night right like if you look at let's say everyone has nine possessions right if you two of those end up in punts you might lose especially if you turn the ball over even worse so uh it's gonna be a really quality game um on Thursday and look and just like I think we should never react to much that happens the first month of the season. Uh, well, really, the, the way I said it is to the, to the end of the first month. You know, the game Thursday won't change my mind probably very much about the AFC West. Um, unless the Chargers come in there and, like, kick the Chiefs' ass. Then I'm, we have a problem. Um, but I think pretty much this game will be within those three points. It'll be a very close game. Don't you think uh, that, you know, the, the, the chess match that people always talk about over the course of an NFL season that – Offense wins the first half of the season, then defense rises up. It, you know, the intentionally self-imposed um, uh, 
you know, 10 yards, 15 yards at a time Chiefs offense that that they're uh, apparently going to try to run for the most part this season. Don't you think defenses figure that out a little bit and, and make it tougher on Casey as the season goes on here? Or I mean, I, I, I'm well, trying to imply, uh, yeah. uh, apply no, some cynicism I, I, here because the Chiefs well, look mighty on uh, in uh, in the desert. Well, we saw last year, too. I mean, the same sort of pattern. I mean, and, and to be fair, I mean, Andy Reid has started really well for every year but one in Kansas City. Like, they kicked the shit of teams typically in week one. Um, but I think a, a couple of things that I noticed that were different about this offense this year that I think – and I think Andy Reid had this in mind when it came to how to um, basically defeat the cover two, which has been you know kind of a, a kryptonite of theirs. If you saw yesterday, um, they went with more tight ends on the field. Like they had the they had 13 personnel, a big, a big long play pass to Travis Kelsey, but they ran the ball a little bit more. And I think these are the reasons kind of the, the offense to defeat the cover two was sort of out there uh, in this game. In Arizona, blitz a shit, I can't see, which again, you should never blitz Kansas City. Um, but I still think in the end, like the pieces are there and the mindset of this offense getting back to more basics, in my opinion, which is what I've said all along. I thought this trade helped them say, hey, look, we're not going to rely on this explosive play offense anymore. We're going to have them. We're going to rely on on our old way of doing things. So I think the answers are there for the cover too if they end up seeing that a lot this year, which they're going to see. Um but week one wasn't a great indication of that because Arizona just didn't do that. They blitzed them a ton. San Diego, well, San Diego, I'll call them San Diego the rest of my life. Los Angeles, I would imagine, sits more back in cover two, plays that, that you know, that kind of new quarters cover two hybrid thing everyone plays now. Um, and they dare the Chiefs to run the ball. But Andy Reid, he, he tried to run the ball more yesterday. Uh, a bunch of RPOs, like they're, they can be that team. It's about being patient too. So I think there's it's built into the offenses here that th- that this is going to happen. Like they're going to find yeah, ways. Yeah, that's to- my assumption, right? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that that deep. But I think that um, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but listen, I'm trying to talk myself into something here because I have uh, the Chargers beating the Chiefs and everybody else in the West to take the division title this year. But I do think that that, like I said, the self imposition of we can't just throw the ball over defenses. Defenses will will see that, and I wonder if if on some weird level of all of a sudden we'll we'll be looking in the second half of the season like throw the deep ball fifteen. Whatever happened to that uh, phase of the the Chiefs offense? I mean, we. We, we didn't really see that in week one, but like you didn't have, like, I, I think that you don't need that if you stay on track. Right, like it's no. going to have, it's going to have some shot plays, which I definitely, every offense has. Um, but you don't need that to be a good offense. And I think that's what the Chiefs got themselves into issues last year and the year before that is like, we're just going to kind of, bullshit sometimes throughout the the game and we'll just have Tyreek Hill save us that's what like, I'm that's talking not, about yeah that's not really a, an offensive plan and so I think that you know this sort of idea of we're going to again get back to more of our spacing stuff in the west coast offense our timing routes and just let our wide receivers catch the ball in space and move and they did that a lot and well you know, outside of the juju fumble uh, the wide receivers were excellent yesterday. They got into the, the right holes in the zone. A lot of catch after the run. I mean, Travis Kelsey continues to be incredible. I mean, he is so good. And at some point, you keep thinking like, well, his age doesn't catch up to him. There's no way he's going to keep doing this the way he does. But he's such a good route runner and very precise with his footwork that it seems to never be a problem. I keep thinking to myself, there's no way. Come on, man. Guys, you know, he's, he's getting older now. Typically, the age where tight ends kind of fall off. And week one of, was any indication he's not falling off anytime soon. All right, couple other takeaways from uh, 
from the Chiefs and, and, and all of that. Could Jeff Schwartz make a field goal or an extra point like Justin <laughs> Reed did? Because this is what I've advocated for 15, 20 years now. This, Kickers are too good. I, week one notwithstanding, guys shouldn't make 60-yard field goals to win games. It's it, it cheapens the entire affair. I think it'd be better if position players had to do it. Could you do it, Jeff Schwartz? The, uh, no, I could not. The, the, um, the Chiefs have a better backup kicker than some team's starting kickers yesterday. I, I, I mean, follow you on social media. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Reed, 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 was, Reed was fantastic. Um, how about that, though? Like, almost as like a joke. Like, we'll let him take some kickoffs in the preseason. Why not? We'll let him practice a little bit, just in case. What, 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 what's the harm in this? And all of a sudden, in game one. And then Butker came back in and kicked like a 54-yard field goal. It was I saw I was that. Like, yeah, that, that made no sense to me. I was, like, I was like, how hurt is he when he – and he, he made it with a lot of distance. The, the field goal kicking now is too good. I think you would agree on this, right? Like, Cade York hitting a 58-yard field goal here in Carolina, it was good from 75 yards. I mean, the ball hit the top of the net. 59 yard field goal, whatever it was. I mean, you know, Evan McPherson, I know he missed a, a couple this weekend, but he can make one from 70. I, did I have you no see, doubt about Did you that. see his 59 yarder? I mean, literally would have been good from 75. I know yeah. people like to say that, but I mean, would have been good from 75. So, it, they're it was too good a now. Crazy boot. Yeah, I agree. Good. Obviously, I agree. I've been <laughs> I've been pushing this for 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 decades now. It we we've accepted it because it's you know the average football fan is probably what thirty five and so you probably came up at a time where you're used to seeing this but it is abnormal and it does warp the decisions you make for the sport and it's and it's vaguely unsatisfying and um, uh, so also unsatisfying to me is the mo- the underrated positions for teams that want to win the Super Bowl I, I I've said ad nauseum as well that. A number one dominant receiver, got to get one. Very little evidence, Cooper Cup, notwithstanding the season he had in winning the Super Bowl last year. You don't have to have one of those pieces in the 21st century. You do have to have a clutch kicker and one with a big leg. And this is boring to most human beings, Jeff Schwartz. More and more, it's all about the offensive line. I mean, am I right? Am I sensing something? I'm not talking about like, old man, like, ah, oh, you win at the line of scrimmage and all that. I'm talking about right now in the last, like, versus even two years ago, the teams that dominated the offensive line, those are the teams to look at. I'm talking about in the NFL 2022, yeah. that those are the teams to embrace going forward as you're as you're trying to figure out your wagers and otherwise. It, this is breaking through for me that somehow in the ebb and flow of things, that's the position that if you have that right, you're in great shape, and if you don't have it right, you're there's a ceiling on how far you're going to go this season. I just think that we're at a point where, you know, the offensive line gives you a chance each week. You might not win each game, but you go into the game having a chance. You look across the NFL this past weekend at the Cowboys, right, just the decimate offensive line they had. You look at even the Bengals. I saw some numbers come out of the Bengals. Oh, they play well outside of the 11 times Joe Burrow got hit. Okay, I mean, sure. Um, you look at, uh, at, uh, you know, even Tampa Bay's offensive line was, was, was beat up last night. Um, and when you forecast the season, I mean, it's gotta be a huge part of, of what, you know, even oh, the Packers, another example, right? Packers were down Bakhtiari and Jenkins still like, it's a huge reason why. And I think now with defensive linemen are just across the board, in my opinion, 
better rushing the passer than ever before. I'm not saying they're better than other guys. It's just a different game now, right? And so if you don't have linemen that can block, I mean, even guys that aren't technically like good pass rushers can win these reps and they get in the quarterback's face and your whole offense goes haywire. Um, so I, I just think that um, it, it just gives you a chance each week, Dave. It just gives you a chance. You're not going to win every game, but you, if you have an offensive line, you have a chance each week. And obviously as a fan, that's something that, that you really you know, look forward to. Okay, we, we at least have a chance. We I don't know. I know. I'm not a fan, and I also don't like offensive line. Ugh, what do I care? Well, because uh, your team's offensive line is not good, right? I'm just saying, as a as a as a, if you're a casual football fan, oh like, no, you know, I'm not. You want to watch exciting football? Well, it's okay. in the trenches. Yeah. That's always here's been a, like eh, yeah, well, here's, to me. Well, here's a good. I'll give you a team that, that, that that's a good example. That's the Lions. Okay. That's right. Jared, out of one. out of non rookie quarterbacks, or non rookie like on the rookie contracts, where is Jared Goff ranked? Like near the bottom, right? Like Geno Smith, 20, Jared 25th, Goff, right? Right? Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit better, but yeah, okay. They okay, wait, okay, okay, okay. So fine, he's right above Geno. Like, right. Where, right? Okay, congratulations. But the reason they're in every game is their offensive and defensive lines are really good. Yep. Like that's the reason why the Eagles right now. You know, Jalen Hurts was better with AJ Brown, but I just I don't I, I don't know if he's that much better this season. But the reason they're going to win the division, I mean, obviously Dak getting Hurts part of it, it's because they beat people up in the trenches, man. And it gives you. I a agree, chance. and I'm a little resentful of Dak's injury because it takes away my ability to brag that I was right that the Eagles are going to be better than the Cowboys this year if Dak's in there because of what they have at the line of scrimmage. But we can admit, we can agree, you and me. That it's cheesy and it doesn't deserve actual guttural laughter when on the sets of these pregame shows and otherwise when they're like, you would say that, Jeff Schwartz, you're an offensive lineman. <laughs> oh, you would say that uh, uh, Hall of Fame running back because you're a running back. <laughs> <laughs> it's the just that people just crap going, right? That, 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 that one gets under look, my skin. It, here's the thing about it is that people don't even don't get the position and – that's the hard part. It's why I think it's why, you know, obviously that's I try right. my best on social media to, to give you guys the, the most I can about the position because it's just, it's something that you really either have to study really well or have played the position, right? It's just difficult. It's hard to understand what's happening up front unless you've played and or coach or something like that. So that's why I think, you know, it's, it's hard for people to, and, and really it's not a great subject to talk about on like a television show. Like there's not, you get six minute segment, seven minute segment, like, it's just hard. Like it's hard to discuss it. This is a better form. Or, but we're not even blabbing even about like offensive line play. We're just talking about the general idea of offensive linemen. And so it's just a hard. It's hard to explain the position to people. That's why I think you know, people just laugh and say, "Oh, man, the offensive line is not an offensive line." Well, I mean, yeah. But the reason why is because I know what I'm doing, and I think it's very interesting. And that's why I think the response we've gone to like Big Boys Club and things like that. Um, have been very positive is because, you know, I think people want to learn about the position and, and try to do so um, in a way that, you know, it's entertaining and, and they understand it. Well, you do a gangbusters job, you and your spoon. Although it's weird that you don't use the proper side of the spoon. Why do you use the the holding end? You should do, you really because want the, it to sing. You want to take it to the next level. The use the, the scoopy the spoon, part because you're giving a scoop. You're giving us all a scoop. So it takes scooping. up too much of too much of room. Takes up too much room on the screen. 
All right. I'm trying to help your brand, man. But all right. Thank yeah, you. you do gangbuster <laughs> stuff with the big boys club and all that. And it is snoozy stuff. All right. Quickly, because uh, I promised we wouldn't uh, take our usual hour here. I, I do want to get you as we talk about the Cowboys. That's a big one. A lot of people are hip on this Cowboys team. I feel validated it is very funny you talk about the overreactions and all that after week one the ones that were that your opinion was validated you blow up to 10 told you so and then the ones you were wrong about you're like let's wait and see let's wait and see let's uh maybe i don't know if i need a mulligan on this one so let's take our post week one pre-week two mulligans jeff schwartz dallas cowboys did not look good with Dak in there. The takeaway is yeah. what are they going to do without Dak? But they didn't look good when Dak was in there. You could go there. You could go anywhere. Yeah, I'm, let me, let me see. Let me let me see what I mean. The Cowboys. I, I thought you know some of the concerns about um, you know their um, the concerns about their roster kind of really showed yesterday, right? Offensive line wise. Um, the one well, you vamp, Eddie Spaghetti, if you want to jump in and, and the one, take a okay. mulligan on I'll, your I'll Arizona your, Cardinals I'll, pick, you can. I'll, the one mulligan I'll take after week one is Baker Mayfield for comeback player of the year. Ugh, did not look good in week one. Um, that feels like one I went out on a limb there and, and kind of proclaimed that. Uh, and that's one so far. If you look at kind of my projections for the season and my expectations, that one really – after week one feels like it, like it fell short. You know, I, I said yesterday that for the most part, I thought what I had envisioned for the season to be went pretty well. Like I, like people are like, mm. well, you had the giants being the Titans. I go, I thought the Titans weren't going to be any good. So like, it's not surprising. The giants won. I thought the Titans weren't, we're going to win eight or nine games this season. I, I thought the, the Titans, the, I still think the Titans are going to be lousy in this and, and, and yeah. this further entrenches I, that point. I did. I, I was stunned that they blew that game, though. To, to the I, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't great. But they also, Dave, they were six and one last year in games decided by three points or less. Uh, typically, you know, the next year you go the other direction. I thought Houston would win Week One, so them tying the Colts not a surprise to me. Um, mm -hmm. I think the Colts are still winning that division. Um, yeah, that's a, probably about my my mulligans for for Week One so far. Um, I mean, the Niners that that was a stink fest. Um, but I'll wait a couple more weeks to, to determine whether, but I had the Niners under 10 wins too. So it all kind of plays into what I thought the season would, would go so far. That's the big one for me. I said, Kyle Shanahan, his history is that when high end options are presented to him, sometimes he wrongly turns away from them, be it Patrick Mahomes in the draft, Tom Brady apparently making himself available to the Niners a couple of years ago, and he says no to those things. But the QB he has, he usually makes worse. Mulligan on Trey Lance, maybe Jimmy G goes in, maybe by the time you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, Jimmy G now lives down in Dallas, and Jerry Jones went out and got him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know... So Jerry the last week. By the time that, this is wrapped, because if the Cowboys are going to go and get somebody, be it Jimmy G or Mason Rudolph or somebody else, they have to do Cardinal, it. What about Cardinal Minshew? Well, somebody. I mean, if they're going to do it, aren't we going to hear it by yeah, the end of Monday night or probably, Tuesday probably. morning? So Jerry Jones the other week said, uncharacteristically of, of him and his attitude over the years, said that um, – for this season to work, one plus one equals three. Like we have to find a way for one plus one to equal three, That's and that was kind of an admission of like, like why would they go get Jimmy Garoppolo? Like if you don't think you're going to be a good team or at least a, a championship caliber team, 
Jayenja Magrapo is a waste of everyone's time. Like, just have Cooper Rush. You play your six games. You go one and five, and you know you're a you get a top fifteen draft pick. And I just I don't get the point of Jimmy Garoppolo if you already think you're just going to be blah because you can't. I mean, you're you're a player, Jeff Short. You you toil. I'm not playing. I'm not playing anymore. Oh, that. Oh no. When did no. you? Oh. Well, some would call your actual playing days. People might question how how much you were actually playing, but um, but That's, either that way, that was rude. That was hurtful. And that was I, I mean, I played more than I, I, dumb. I played more than you're going to play fantasy football this season. So you there we son go. of a oh, so you wait, you're going to go with the anti semite here? You're not going you're not going <laughs> to say something on behalf of our say, people. I that that video that Sal put out, I felt bad for you because I know you you know it was a bummer that you got thrown out. But the drama of that is outstanding. It was outstanding. It's almost, it's almost like, it's almost like Ham's an actor, like the way he sold it. It was good. That was garbage. Yeah, he he, he leaned on his uh, acting chops. That Wait, he so what? Why do you throw? Why do you throw the, you out as the, though? As the fourth lead or fifth lead in tag? Yeah, he was a that that you can only get. <laughs> Your instruments are only so sharp, you know. You got to iron sharpens iron. That's what happened when he what? was out there making tag. What? What? <laughs> Flo challenging him, you know, challenging who is, with who was supposed him. to be like who was the Flo, favorite? To be, Flo from out. Progressive. It was you know Ham was like you know he's like was I nervous working with her on the first day? But you know she really takes chances as an actor and as an actor, and that really is why I got into the craft. This is Ham was like oh no one cares John Ham, and it's like can we start the draft already? He's like let me tell you more about about what it is to be a thespian, and we're like will you shut up so we can do the football? And he just goes who on was the out. favorite to be thrown out. out? Who was the favorite to be thrown out? I don't give a good goddamn. I, I I don't know. I, so you just I, don't, you're not playing fantasy this year? Of course, I have fantasy. Oh. I, as I as I say now, going forward, my fantasy football, I prefer it kosher, no ham. That's the way I'm going to do it. <laughs> I I had a gangbusters. I had a gangbusters week one in one of my in, in my other league with my with my true pals who reside in in the Midwest, the the true heart of America. That's real America. Are Chicago, you also are you cool cats in Indiana? Two? No, just cool cats spelled with two K's as ever. Now, shorts. Yes. Um, I don't, you know, listen, I think the reason you don't do that to answer your question, I can't believe I have to tell you this as a football player who was in, on purpose running into other gigantic human beings. This takes a physical toll on one's form. Um, you can't, if you're Jerry Jones or Mike McCarthy, just be like, oh, well, season's over. Sorry, guys. They have to go play 16 more games. What are you talking about? Why would you get Jimmy G? Because it's the message. You don't just tank the season and go like, so, well, I guess we're stuck with Cooper Rush, everybody. Sorry about wasting a, a season in your prime, uh, players who are good. Sorry, C.D. Lamb. <laughs> Sorry, Micah Parsons. Sorry, Tank Lawrence. Nothing we can do. QB got hurt. Talk to you next year. Well, I mean, this is why you, you need try. Th this is why you need to. Um, this is why you need um, to have a backup quarterback plan <laughs> instead of just like, oh, Cooper Rush, sure. Not that there's a lot of backups, but like they just had no plan. Um. All right, college football. Before we let you go, any thoughts there of what you've seen? Um. I mean. It's it, it is unsatisfying on this level. And I guess this is why I, mean, I don't know if this makes me happy that there's going to be a 12 team playoff or what. But as I'm watching that Bama game against Texas, all I can think about is. 
Texas might beat them. This will be exciting and everything else. And Bama's still going to wind up in the playoff, right? I mean, there's the, there's no. I, yeah. I, I found, but any 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 thirty thousand foot view of uh, of college football to see. I mean, it's one thing for sure. I in my lifetime, there's never been a, an opening two weeks like we've just had in terms of excitement. Um, you know, people want parity, and you, you got it. I think this year. Um, Outside of Georgia, who's going to kick everyone's ass, probably even Alabama's. You know, Alabama's just not as good at some positions they've been good at. Like their offensive line is not as good as it's been in the past. The wide receivers, and eventually, when you send every player at those positions to the first round, you're going to not be as good one one or two seasons. Um, but really, just Georgia's is that much better than everyone else. And Setson Bennett's going to be good on offense. Um, they, uh, you know, they they have a chance to to repeat, which hasn't been done, I think, in a long time, right? Repeat college champion. But I think, look, Dave, like it was fun this weekend. The up, I mean, App State winning. I mean, it's fun, right? Marshall and sorry, Eddie Marshall winning that game. Like it's fun for college sports. You get that drama. You don't get that in the NFL. Now, it's funny how we, you know, there's this like the three weeks of college football before NFL Sunday, everyone's like college football is the best. And you watch NFL. You're like, no, no, that's, that's the best game. That's like, right. That, I, like I that, completely like that, that agree with your, now, the, right, like, you're, you're, the one that's played crisper with better players that goes three hours that you like kind of, in that last, the first, the last 15 minute window of the early games of week one on Sunday, we are on the red zone channel to Siliano. That's when I watch is going back. Like it's the adrenaline. Like I stand up in front of the TV and just stand there and watch because you'll get that in college football. You got a little bit of it this weekend. Um, but too, when, when conference play returns, you kind of get more stability um, in college football. So one more weekend of non-conference games for the most part, and then into, into, uh, into conference football. Boy, I, I it's, had to be a dispiriting loss for your ducks. It's not that they lost. It's oh, the Georgia game. Shamed. Yeah. And, and yeah, by the way, I mean, why did, why, why, you know, listen, People always get on me about like, do you make your children cheer for the pirates? Like, no, I, I, I wouldn't do that to my kids. Of course, I, I, I wouldn't impose that. Steelers, yeah, that's another story. But the Pittsburgh Pirates, that's emotional child abuse. Do you feel bad in hindsight dragging your children to experience that? <laughs> my son had a great time. Putting them in ducks, in ducks they, gear, too. They, they, had a, they had a great time. They didn't, they're not the age where they don't care. They, they had love experiences. They had a great time. Even my, he was very cute though. My son, you know, he's eight. So you, you have kids around the same age. You know how sweet they are. It was 35 to three. He turns to me, he goes, dad, I don't think Oregon's going to win this game. I was like, yeah, buddy, <laughs> you're receptive. But he's like, he's in Oregon plays BYU this weekend at three 30 Eastern. So we'll get to watch the game. Um, you know, they, they just, I just don't get to take them to Oregon stuff very often because it's so far away from the house. So, I was glad able to go. Ah, good was, for you. That was we, fun. We, yeah, we, I like. We got our asses the- kicked, but we, we looked better this past weekend. Kind of got a, a get right game. So, cure BYU managed beat Baylor at home and be a fun game this weekend. Yeah, that that, that gives uh, the Big Twelve some life and the, the secondary conferences, the ACC. I'll tell you what, I, I am sick in my balls. Officially, put the war- put the message out there. If Pitt, with their backup QB, had been able to survive that Tennessee game. There's potentially, if you look at their schedule, there was a chance for them to get real deep into the season without a loss. And even with a loss, if you have a victory over Tennessee, the West Virginia one's not going to matter much probably when it's all said and done. But the, uh, an SEC win and then ACC is a legit conference. There's some pretty decent teams in there. They really would have had a shot to be relevant in the top 10 deep what into the season. What happened to Slovis? I'm really sick about it. 
I, it's unclear. I think he bonked his hand. I think he Dak Prescott at himself at the end of the he, first. He just half. can't. He just can't catch a break, man, with injuries. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, okay, last uh, last thing before you walk out the door, and and this time I mean it. Chargers, Chiefs, Chiefs laying three and a half at the time of this recording. Total is fifty four on this one. How say you on that? And then I have another big game for you. From um, I would take it's a three and a half. Uh, three and a half, I would I would take the Chargers uh, plus three and a half. I think Chiefs win, but that's too many points in my opinion for a game uh, that's going to end up within a field goal, <laughs> you know, last possession win type of thing. I assume J.C. Jackson's not going to play either if he didn't play on Sunday. No, and Allen, but, Allen, but Allen won't play. But the Chief McDuffie won't play for the Chiefs. I mean, there's kind of goes both ways here. And uh, on the other side of things, a lot of juicy games in week two NFL. If you go through the schedule, a lot of tough picks right out of the gate here. But Bucks at the Saints, we talk about the little mini air and the Saints have uh, have definitely gotten the better of that head to head there. Saints in uh, in Nola. They are getting two and a half. My boy, my eyes are an atrocity. Get, getting two and a half. In the dome, total on that one, 45 and a half. How say you? I think they're getting that total right because you see Brady and Saints score a lot of points. But, man, that um, I would, is for real. I would probably take the Bucks here, minus two and a half. I mean, they're going to be the public road. All the money's going to be on them. I mean, I would not bet this in real life. But if you're asking my opinion on this, I would take the Bucks minus two and a half. Okay. And I keep saying last thing, but now I mean it last thing. Am I crazy or... It, I mean, the number one word that I that comes to my mind recurringly watching Sunday Night Football at, uh, last night with Tom Brady, joyless. I mean, he I, I, maybe you could say like locked in, like he's looking to prove the doubters wrong. Everybody said like, I love how he imposes the show, the, the chip on his shoulder for the pushback he's gotten. It's like, you're the one who went on vacation during training camp, but it's not unfair to question your commitment. You wanted to buy the Dolphins, you know, not yet, and then you retired from the Bucks, and then the Dolphins didn't work out, so then you went back to the Bucks. It's not unfair, but you can tell Tom Brady's pissed that people are, are questioning his commitment, but I felt like that... He did not seem jazzed up for the start of another pro football season. And if anything, looking at his face just from the outside looking in, he's kind of like, oh, crap. What have I done to myself here? How say you? Um, I mean, I, I think and I, I had actually at least the public story of him taking a vacation was exactly what I said happened. When immediately when he left training camp, the exact thing I said was his wife planned a vacation for August when he retired. And she said, you better be there or else. Um, and we, we all have wives. We know how that, what the or else means. But I think there's, you know, there's, and there's other reports and rumors about, you know, the home life. And it doesn't seem like it's the best at the moment. Um, and I don't know. It's hard to play football enough. And, you know, when, when, when things are in my wife last night was funny. We were watching a game and she goes, what year is he in? I was like 23. She goes, F that. Year nine, I was like, you better, you better quit playing or I'm out of here. Like it's hard on the family. And so, um, I think that, you know, that, that might be part of it. He's also 45, man, like 45 playing football. Maybe he he's the one who chose. I didn't I choose know. for him to play but, at 45. That's, maybe, that's what I'm know, talking he, about. Like he, Chris he, Collinsworth, he, everybody has to reflexively defend Tom Brady. It's like, I didn't put him well, in that Collinsworth, position. He yeah. did. Collins, Collinsworth, uh, he, he needed a sub last night. They needed to have a, a sub for him last night. It was a I rough completely night agree. 
Like, I, I, I got to tell you, I can't deny Football America my services. Like, we'll there wasn't, right, Chris, take there the wasn't, week off. There wasn't, uh, there wasn't, um, like a, a former cowboy just waiting to take that role, like just in the stadium last night, could find one to to <laughs> to take that role. I should have, dude. If I was on the Cowboys, buddy, I'd be fucking calling games, like no doubt already. Yeah, yeah that's just, true. Yeah, I should have signed. Sh- you got to get, I, and I mean it. I, I'm really surprised that somebody out there still at this point hasn't embraced Jeff Schwartz. I don't care who the other uh offensive lineman is making your brother mitchell you as somebody for that uh side you know third screen thing of of you telling about the offensive line you're right though maybe it is just it comes down to it not being visually compelling what you're like look at look at this 300 miles look look how he gets his set like i don't want to look at his butt any more than i need to but um how dare you but uh, okay now last last question tom brady marital discord we don't know did Jeff Schwartz ever underperform on the gridiron because his girlfriend was being mean to him at Oregon, the the cheerleader or otherwise up in Eugene, or was there, you know, when you were toiling in pro football, did you, did your belly, was your belly not treating you right on a given day? And that's, oh, I, I've, have I've, cer- I've certainly had poop attacks before, but have you um, during the game, no, no, no. Before I, when I was younger and like in college, I would have uh, you know, guys would throw up. I, I would take, many poops in a row um and that's, so that's I, the jewish way you got an uneasy belly yeah. see that you so see, look at that but, john ham would what, kick you out right quick of a fantasy but, but what, wasn't a problem in the nfl um i had one game i don't know how much time for this but one game i played my final game in the nfl with the giants uh we're playing washington and i had this um bacterial issue uh like mm. virus essentially called uh c diff and so um I played a game with C. diff, which isn't fun. I, I pooped like 25 times the morning of the game. Um, I was so dehydrated that the EMT had to come and give me an IV because our doctors couldn't find a vein. So, and I broke my leg in that game. This is an inspirational story. I well, can't I broke, you made well, it there. And then I broke my leg that game. So, um, <laughs> I, so I feel like that, that that's probably the game I didn't play very well in. The one where I broke my leg and was crapping myself. For many moons beforehand. 25 times. Speaking of moon, the moon made multiple appearances, a couple dozen. Um, All right. See, that's why you're the best. And this is these are the details that people could provide since as wagering grows ever larger in society. These are the inside details that we need. I, I hear that uh, that uh, the Jew lineman is uh, has is having a poop attack today. I, it's up to it's told up to 25 last count. Um, these are the details that would help the the, the gambler. But yeah. best wishes to your beloved you. Chiefs. I love that you. I really do love that your passion for the Chiefs. You're an ex NFL football player, and man, you live and die with them, KC Chiefs. It is fun to to watch on social media. You have to have a, have to have a team, buddy, and I I lean into it a little bit. I know what, what my what my how my bread is buttered. Um, you know, but really, I mean, when Andy Reid leaves, I'll probably uh, you know be less of a fan. I like, I like Andy Reid a lot. All right. Well, I'll be less a fan of this show after you leave, but we appreciate you. your company. Make sure Thank you're you. listening to him on Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you uh, with our pal Gabe and beyond and uh, FS1, all the great work over there. Keep up the great work. Mitchell Schwartz's brother. We're enjoying Thank it. Thank you, buddy. Take care. There he goes. Jeff Schwartz goes out. Eddie Spaghetti 
quickly before we wrap it up here. Lay it on us. What mulligan, if any, and you can take multiple mulligans. I'm not going to get down on you for it. Are there mulligans you w- wish to take after week one here? Yes. I mean, I'm not I'm not changing for my Super Bowl pick. Like, I don't think a, a week one loss, uh, especially for like the Cardinals, to a, an awesome Chiefs team is cause for concern. I think the Cardinals I are also a team. I agree with that. That's why I ask you. That's They're also I a team I thought it was crazy better. beforehand. I thought it's not, it's not the result. Uh, against the Chiefs, I didn't think it was a good pick to begin with. Just for the record, I'm not getting on well, you because I feel better about it now. I definitely feel better about the pick, even even if they lost. But look how I mean, the Rams lost, the 49ers lost, the Seahawks are probably going to lose. You have the NFC East contenders. I mean, Dallas, who I believe in, obviously with no Dak for at least eight weeks, that they're you know they're off. Uh, NFC North, you have the Packers losing, who are the top team. NFC South, I mean, uh, there's still you know may, maybe the Bucks, but I don't know. So I feel better about the pick because all the just Cools not that, are losing. Right. There's not a good, yeah, there's not a good competition. But the mulligan I will use is for the AFC East, um, really outside of the Bills, who I thought and everyone did think we're going to win the division. I was kind of wrong with the Dolphins in the sense that I was not sold or sure about the McDaniel. Like, when you have that many conversations coming out of Dolphins camp and you're bringing Tyree Kill and McDaniel being brand new and could Tua really be the guy that could push the ball down the field and make use of those receivers, they could do that. Um, so I was shocked by that. I think the Patriots, who I just never wanted to, you know, say they're totally finished. If Mac Jones is hurt, it's bad, but they just didn't look like they had any life, any offensive talent. They, I thought their running game would be okay. I thought that Belichick did draft pretty well last season. I thought those picks would, um, you know, come to fruition again this year. But uh, maybe they're going to be down. And they, I was high on the Jets, but it's kind of a weird one because you don't have Zach Wilson at least for the first four weeks. Joe Flacco is throwing the ball fifty nine times in a game. Like that's that's not a winning recipe. Um, their ground game should be okay, but no Beckton, no Zach Wilson. Uh, the, the Jets won't do much this that those two main pieces so i think the afc east was uh kind of fooled me i did think the patriots would still probably, probably finish second that's not going to happen anymore well you know um that, and you, you also uh, didn't mention the bengals there and dang that was uh, something i had written down for shorts as well as concern level specifically for the for for the bungles not much um, I, just, I still like supposedly the Super Bowl pick. fixed up o-line no I, yeah i'm not talking even about the super bowl pick but the, the, your that was your the other side of it um gotta be troubled if you're a cincy fan that's like oh well the only flaw we have is the o-line and it got destroyed um on sunday but to Schwartz's point that was with tj watts still in there i will say as a note of optimism we don't know what watts uh you know long term is for 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 the season there's speculation jj got back so maybe tj could get back in season it's a bummer obviously for steelers fans a lot of people the big takeaway is oh so they won the a road game it's not a small matter they won against the afc defending champs on the road that's a nice chip to start the season with in the division standings and what figures to be a, a tightly packed division um if they can get they do if there is hope on the horizon in the form of number 90 it does set up Patriots and they get the Jets here coming up. They have a chance to be in a halfway decent spot um, in terms of record because the matchups aren't that severe. But I am spooked already by them being a dog minor, though, you know, slight as it is a dog at home to that team that we saw shame itself in, in South Beach. Something weird about that line. I disagree with Schwartz on that one. Um, and we'll get uh, Kevin Hench's mulligan. He did. I, I, I said in advance of the season, the stay away for me it, were, were those two teams in the middle of the AFC East pack. Bills at the top, 
Jets at the bottom, but Dolphins or Patriots, Patriots or Dolphins, I think the Dolphins made a pretty good uh, statement in the opening go around there. I'm not going to say that the Pats are dead until the until the game in in uh, Pittsburgh is over there. So um, anyway, we'll get Hench's opinion uh, later in the week here, 72 hours from now. Um, we'll hear from him. And in the meantime, make sure you're on the lookout for Mr. Lister, Spotify Live. We go live 7 p.m. Eastern, me and Eddie Spaghetti, and we have some good guests lined up for you. A live sports trivia show. We look forward to you participating on that and uh, again make sure you're hitting up extrapoints.com for all the fun in the arcade there and be listening to all the great shows including eddie spaghetti and gentia chentis waiver wired and beyond and uh, like i say we'll kibitz later in the week until then thanks so much sports fans it's been a thin slice of heaven <laughs>